All right, team, bit of a pre-show. Let's dive in and uh, talk all things rugby league. Now, it's really interesting, Cos and Mickey, you know, we often get asked this question on social media. Who is our favourite team? That's an easy one. But who's our favourite player? Now, that's where things get a little bit more challenging. Mickey, I reckon I could probably predict yours. But uh, anyway, what's who's your favourite player at the moment? Um, yeah, at the moment, it'd probably have to be Victor Radley. Um, he's sort of been one of those ones who's been my favourite for the last little bit, but especially after the after the weekend, his little big head clash, I guess you could call it. Um, and then just the way that he came back out, I was like, this is, it's like seeing one of those old school players, but in the modern day. And I just think that's so good because I feel like the game's changed so much, but there's just sometimes those little people who just seem like they could have fitted in so well you know, oh, back I, in the day with, I think the commentators kept talking about someone getting staples in their head mm. and like, I don't know, back in the day. <laughs> um, so I was like, oh, he could have like fitted in so well in that era, but he's like in this era and he's just in a league of his own. He's pretty good. Yeah. I, I remember Michael Devere in an origin game uh, getting staples in his head live on national television, Mickey uh, <laughs> channel nine. The cameraman didn't really know what was happening. And he's just staring at, at Mick Devere and he's getting his face put back to you with staples. Um, there's a lot of children, I think, from that era that are still sort of having <laughs> nightmares. But uh, Victor Radley, you know, sometimes we overcomplicate this game and we get really technical about this shape, that shape, this skill, that, sh- that skill. Some, there's just some intangible elements to this game that we love that you just can't put your finger on. And it's just a matter of watching Victor Radley play football. And a lot of the legends watched him coming through and they just say the same thing. There's just something about this kid. There's just a level of aggression uh, and a level of attitude. Um, it's, 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 it's unbelievable. Um, Cause what about yourself? Plenty of good players getting around at the moment. Who's your, who's your kind of number one pick at the moment? I think, yeah, because favourite is such a subjective word because there's players I admire, like obviously Benny Hunt in my team, but my favourites play in other teams. So Jason Tomalolo, I just I just love him doing his thing. He's just – and just um, how he's blossomed into such a leader off the field. And also I'm really, really enjoying Nico Hines yes. and I'm very happy for him to be playing as well as he's been playing. We saw it when he was playing at our um, our level at, at Cup and we – I knew that when he got the opportunity that he would be able to um, to, to really make it in the NRL. And I think he's also one, he's got a really good story because he's had so many setbacks but just kept on kept on fighting, kept on playing, um, got support along the way. And he's um, really, I think he's one of the buys of the season in the NRL this year. What about, um, you know, his friendship and his mateship with Aaron Booth? And, you know, obviously Aaron, you know, if you don't know Nico's story, you know, go and research it, but obviously saved Nico's life. And Booth's had that serious injury and he's writing it on the tape and he's dedicating the rest. I mean, there must be situations now in the modern game where you're friends with all of these different players in opposition teams. I mean, it's a different era of football. It must be so hard to go out there and try and wrestle Nico Hines when he's just this genuine nice guy. How do you go out and punish the bloke? But um, yeah, Nico Hines, good, good, uh, yeah, good pick there. Look, for me, got to give a little bit of love to my uh, Kalen Ponga for the Newcastle Knights. Obviously... It's been a bit of a challenging period for Kalen, you know, with the head knocks and things. But, you know, one of the things that I'll never forget um, is he's kind of saved our franchise. You know, I still, honestly, I, I do not understand what Kalen was thinking re-signing with the Newcastle Knights. And that is me absolutely loving the club. There were so many bigger, better opportunities for Kalen. But 
He was loyal. Um, he was committed to the club, and he believes that he can help lead this club out of um, that challenging situation. So that just says so much to me. And I just think about when times are tough, imagine how difficult it would be without Kalen. He brings so many fans to the club. He gives us an opportunity when he plays. So, look, fingers crossed that obviously things get sorted. He has a really strong preseason. All of these reports about moving into the halves, we've been there. We've tried that. That's ridiculous. Like, making Kalen Ponga make 20 or 30 tackles in a game, that's not how you solve head knocks. Um, and do you want Kalen Ponga setting up opportunities or do you want someone setting him up? You know, we've got to try and stop Band-Aid solutioning that. Try and finding some playmakers that can uh, make the most of the situation. But, yeah, at the moment, definitely favourite player is still Kalen Ponga. And, mate, you're listening. He's an avid listener of this podcast. Kalen Ponga signing on with the Newcastle Knights. Absolute champion. But there we go. Uh, let's dive in the show, team. Whatever it is you want to do in life, you'll be able to do. It's always you versus you. That it doesn't matter how old you are, how young you are, you can achieve anything that you set your mind to. Spend the rest of your natural life waking up and going after it. This is my purpose, and you will not stop me. You are listening to Mojo Sports. Yeah, hello and welcome to Mojo Sports, the NRL show, season two, episode 54. My name is Dan Frost, and as always, I'm supported by the best panel in the business. The voices you heard was Mickey and Coz. Welcome, team. Uh, we've got a couple of troops down, but Keon and Mia, uh, they'll be back with us next week fighting fit. But uh, here we are, round 22. Yeah, the footy's starting to get serious for quite a number of teams. Uh, don't know where this year's gone, but I uh, can't wait to talk all things footy. So no time to waste. Let's dive into our first segment for tonight, the breakdown. It's do or die. One game. Got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money. This is what the greatest thing about sports is. You play to win the game. Um, not everything went to, <laughs> went to plan at all. Um... And they run through our ass like sh- through a tin horn, man, and we could not stop them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, team. Each week on the breakdown, we sit down and we feature one or two games. You know the, the you know the big games of the round ahead. Cause Mickey, I mean, there were so many this week; it was hard to choose. But anyway, we'll try and get a, give a little bit of love to quite a few games this weekend because yeah, things are starting to heat up in this competition that we do love. Uh, let's kick it off Thursday night, seven fifty. It's going to be a very very interesting game. One of the great modern-day rivalries that is really building. The Penrith Panthers at home to the Melbourne Storm. Uh, Penrith sit in first place and the Melbourne Storm in fourth. Because this could be one of the games of the season, had it have not been for a couple of injuries. I mean, that's part of rugby league, though, isn't it? It's, it's attrition. This is one of the longest, you know, this is a tough sport. It's a long season. It, it really goes to show that, you know, when you talk about squads, 25, 30 players, you know, it, it really tests the depth at your club. And, uh, you know, the Penrith Panthers, the Melbourne Storm, they're going through that at the moment, especially the Melbourne Storm. Yeah, I still think it'll be a pretty intriguing clash because it's hard to pick because the Panthers shouldn't be doing it as easy as, as easily as they are now. Like last week you thought, all right, Raiders are a chance, but Raiders didn't even get close and they nowhere near have their full strength team on the field, um, Panthers. But... Yeah, Storm have been doing it tough lately, but I think it doesn't matter where he plays, but if you have Cameron Munster in your team, you are a chance of winning. So I I don't know. I think this one will be very intriguing, and I think and we, we say it every week with the Panthers, like maybe this is the week that they, they drop the game. Um, you know, only the Eels seem to be able to beat them, but I don't know. I think, I think the Storm will have a point to prove 
they're starting to find a little bit of form, albeit against like lower ranked teams. So they've had it a bit easier the last couple of weeks. But I don't know. I think if they get some of their players back, Ola might be back because he was out with COVID. So that that's one big in if if he is back in. Um, maybe the Storm can do it. They can finally get a bit of redemption. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Mickey, I, I just, I really want the Panthers to come up against a red-hot side, you know, that, that doesn't have injury concerns and really test out this team because if, if this is what we are seeing, if we're seeing the Penrith Panthers being able to put away teams without their 6 and 7, I mean, that is just absolutely ridiculous. You talk about jealousy here as a Newcastle Knights supporter, but you lose your 6 and 7, you're still out there beating teams, but... You know, whilst, you know, you, you, you still think that, you know, Penrith might be able to get the job done here against a battered, bruised, all of these players missing from the Melbourne Storm. Mickey, I'll read out a few names here. Cam Munster, as Cos spoke about, pretty handy player. He can do his thing. David Nofaluma, I know he's had a little bit of a quarrel with the Tigers, but he's a high-quality footballer. Um, you know, Cooper Johns, you know, he came out. I thought he had one of his get better games um, of his young career. Jesse Bromwich, Harry Grant, you know, when you see his name on a player list, you, um, you know, you obviously are excited. Brandon Smith still coming off the bench. Tyron Wishart, a couple of younger players. You've got Tui Kamakamitha, Nelson Asafa solomona um, um, our condolences to Felice Kafusi. His father passed away during the week and won't be available for this selection. So our thoughts are with the Kafusi family. But um, Mickey, there's still a lot of names there. Penrith, they're not going to have it all their own way, despite this one being at home. Yeah, well, I was even because I was at the Raiders Panthers game on the weekend, and just even some of their other plays that they still have, like Toto. Like at one stage, I was just like, oh. Like, he's actually playing. Like, he had a really quiet game, I sort of found. So, I feel like maybe, especially coming off that win, Panthers might have sort of, like, bigger heads than usual. Yeah, it might be a little <laughs> and, um, Yeah, and might, you know, not show up as well as we think they're going to against the Storm. And with all those names you just said, like, Storm is still, still in, like, I don't know. They always just, you say like Storm or they have all these injuries. They're probably not going to play too good this week. And then they just surprise you and like, they just pull something out like from who knows where and manage to get the job done. So I think, yeah, Storm could maybe. Yeah, it's 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 going to be interesting. I mean, cause, you know, just to um, harbor the point that uh, Craig Bellamy is a pretty decent coach. I mean, this coaching performance, you know, in Melbourne Storm, they're sitting fourth, you know what I mean? And, and this is, Real young kids out of Queensland Cup that are absolutely talented, but, you know, he's had to rely on them for, you know, this isn't, I I guess it's not like a difficult month of football at the start of the year. It's not a difficult period during the middle of the season. It's not an unfortunate end to the season for the Melbourne Storm. It just feels like this entire season they've been battling injuries. But somehow Craig Bellamy's been able to maintain those standards. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty interesting one. Um, Cos, just quickly, a couple of questions for you. Am I being a little bit hard in terms of my level of expectations for Harry Grant and in particular Brandon Smith? What's your thoughts on the cheese, my friend? Because you know, last year, year before, cheese was up there as one of the one of the absolute best players in the game. He's he's still been playing well. Don't get me wrong, but I'm try, I'm I'm sort of judging him on his own previous performances. Probably hasn't had the season that he would have loved. I've just been waiting for it, you know, with all these injuries and all the pressure on the Melbourne Storm. Is there any chance we see vintage cheese here? Vintage cheese. Um, I think I think he'd be disappointed. I think he'll be disappointed in his season. And I think also just coming off one of the most stupid um, suspensions ever, when your team is absolutely on the ropes and to just be that dumb, I think, and, and just 
just don't get suspended for stuff like that, it, especially when your team needs you. So I think he's got a lot to prove. I, I'm hoping that it will lift for the end of the season for the Storm because, again, it's his last season there and he wants to finish on a high. So um, doing that, you need to he needs to lift his performances. I think, I don't know, we do have high expectations of him because he is, he is – so he's so fun to watch as well, and he was just such a ball of a wrecking ball of energy. But I, yeah, this year hasn't quite been up to the same standard. But he's still he's still got that ability in him, and I think he can still turn turn a game with his enthusiasm. He, he runs extremely hard when he wants to, so just needs to up up the energy a bit. I think. Yeah, I just feel like you know Melbourne Storm lack a little bit of quality here or there. There's periods during the game where you know with their interchange and where players are on or off the field, there's just you know, and there's definitely edges as well that are at times look a little bit sketchy. Brandon's just a player of quality, you know what I mean. So really, I hope and I know Craig Bellamy will be pulling him aside and saying, "Hey, listen, we we need you to really lift because you absolutely want Brandon Smith at his absolute best." Because you know there were periods where Harry Grant and Brandon were absolutely neck and neck in terms of their performances. Where you know Harry, I feel like this year is certainly um, sort of uh, you know kicked on a little bit as well. All right, yeah. Well, let's talk about the Penrith Panthers. I mean, what's to say? They're uh, pretty good at this football thing. You know, sitting in first position. No Nathan Cleary, no Jerome Luai. Hey, no problems. We'll go out there and do our thing. Because, um, you know, in the early days of Mojo Sports, we, we try to make it a little bit of a thing that, you know, we're the podcast that does give a lot of love to Dylan Edwards because he is one of the most underrated players. You know, you even look at you even look at representative football because they, you know, every single Panthers player gets an origin jersey, the water boy, uh, the media person, uh, everyone in marketing, um, the grounds person, I'm sure, gets brought in origin camp. Dylan gets left behind. I, I, I don't understand it. Talk to me a little bit about Dylan Edwards. I know, we've, I know we've touched on it a little bit, but he is, he's an incredible player. And, and I think people really need to start to take notice. Well, I think I think they have because wasn't was it Buzz or one of those fellas saying that he's a smoky for the the Dallium this year? So uh, people have been listening to you, Dan, and, and they they are uh, maybe giving some points to Dylan Edwards every week. I think he's just proven to be incredibly reliable and even more than just reliable. He is he is a talent there. So I don't know. I think. Maybe he's not as underrated as as you think at the yeah, moment. Well, he's getting getting a bit of love in the media. Daily M's, uh, a little bit of a you know a bit of a test jersey at the World Cup. That would be great because um, yeah, definitely a player that deserves to be in those conversations. Um, look, talking through some of the Penrith Panthers players, um, you know, I, I, you know I'm going to be watching very very closely. Stephen Crichton obviously had a little bit of a, a not so great Origin series. Um, would really love to see him be able to hit his absolute straps um, come finals football. I think he's going to be an important player for the Penrith Panthers. Sean O'Sullivan, uh, anyone that's supporting the, not the Red Cliff, let's go Just Dolphins. Yeah, I'm still working my way through that. it will be pretty interested in Sean because um, I don't know where people are thinking, you know, hey, a bit of a backup half here, but the way these signings are going for Wayne next year, Sean could be a big part of what they're doing there with with his, um, obviously, his family connections there and recruitment. So Sean O'Sullivan, a lot of, uh, you know, Dolphins supporters will be closely watching his performances. But where I guess the Penrith Panthers will be um, very difficult to beat in this one is that forward pack. I mean, Moses Leota, Appy Corusau, James Fisher-Harris, Liam Martin, Isaiah Yo, Mickey, I mean... It's you know the, the storm physically they're gonna this is this is probably where it's going to be a, a a big challenge for the storm. Yeah, I think that's probably where they would have won against Raiders on the weekend, be, like not having those that spine that they usually have 
Um, so them, yeah, coming up against Storm, it's going to be very physical. Um, so to be, yeah, it's going to be a good match up there. Um, what, what were your tips? Did you say Melbourne? Cause what what was your tip? I didn't tip anyone yet. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. No, I, th- I thought I thought we were heading he- heading towards like a couple of upsets. Well, cause there you go. What's yeah, up? I'll go. Let's go Melbourne. Why not? Give them a bit of love. Here we go. All right, we'll gamble responsibly because uh, <laughs> I think the market's going a little bit against them. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna go Penrith Panthers without this six and seven. It doesn't make any sense to me, but. You know, when in doubt, I, I always look to the middle. Uh, and this team, you know, regardless of what's happening with their six and seven, they're going to be rolling forward. So Appy Coruscant, I think he's going to have a pretty special game. Appy, um, score a try, man of the match. There we go, gamble responsibly. <laughs> All right, team. Well, let's roll through to our next feature game. Again, some absolute beauties this weekend. Our seven fifty five game on Friday sees the Parramatta Reels sitting in fifth position, coming up against the South Sydney Rabbitohs in sixth. Um, this is at home for the Parramatta Reels. Cause Interesting market with this one. Uh, the market's gone a little bit cold on the Parramatta Reels. Rabbitohs, they're pretty well favourites in, in this one. Um, talk to me about this game because there are definitely debates for either side at the moment. I think I know, both both teams are starting to string a few wins together, but I think the spectre over all of this is one of your favourites, Dan um, Latrell Mitchell. I think he's, yeah. yeah, he's he's in a he's in a mood. He's in some form. So I think the Rabbitohs will be hard to stop if he is playing at his absolute best. But in saying that, the Eels again a notoriously inconsistently consistent team. Maybe like maybe they will surprise us. Maybe they this is one of those ones they'll win. They've beaten the Panthers. No one else seems to be able to do that. So I don't know. But I think if we've got a tip early here. You can't really go past the rabbits, can you? Yeah, it's you know I, I've learned a long time ago not to tip against Latrell Mitchell. He's uh, yeah, he's he's an absolute um, special talent. Um, Mickey, talk to me a little bit about uh, talk to me a little bit about Parramatta. But but look, before I do, guys, I just want to I just want to throw something in and talk a little bit about Jacob Arthur, right? Like the whole situation perplexes me. Like I I don't get a lot of the rugby league fans, you know, sometimes. But you know, booing your own sort of player, weird. The son of the coach, maybe a bit of favoritism. The whole thing was bizarre. Look, me watching Jake Arthur, what 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 do I see? I see a kid who is nineteen years of age. I see a kid who's six foot two. Six foot two. I see a kid who's over eighty kilos. And look, he's got all of the skills. He's got the pass, he's got the kick, he's got the body, he's got the size. Am I missing something here? Like what am I missing when it comes to Jacob Arthur? I mean, you know, is he going to out Dylan Brown and Mitchell Moses for the starting spot? Clearly not, but I'm just so happy happy for him that he's been able to come in and get that little victory last week against Manly because uh, some of the weirdness that's been happening in the media, it's it's just bizarre. But anyway, look, if you guys, uh, you know, if Parramatta don't like him, you know, send him down to Newcastle, we'll, uh, we'll throw a jersey on him for sure because, yeah, look, he's 19 years of age. I mean, this kid's not going to hit his peak for, you know, at least five, six, seven years. So, um, yeah, big future, bright future there for um, for Arthur. And good on Brad for, um, you know, for continuing to stick with him. And, uh, yeah, Parramatta fans, I think they're a little bit quiet this week as uh, as that, that sort of gamble pays off. Um, Mickey, talk to me about this particular game. Again, in my opinion, despite the betting market, a bit of a 50-50 one. Yeah, well, I was actually going to bring up Jacob Arthur, sort of say something similar to what you did, like, 
it's it's kind of funny to see how there was all that uproar about him. Like even I'm not gonna lie, even I looked at it and I was like, oh, there's no way they're gonna Parramatta are gonna win without Moses and with Jake Arthur in there. Like, no, it's not gonna happen. So I tipped against them last week. Um, but this week, like after seeing that performance, I think that they could be in like in with a chance. Like, you know, he's sort of proved himself now. Um, so that confidence for him, that little confidence boost there um, will benefit, I think, him in this coming week, um, especially against a South Sydney team. Like it's going to be it's going to be a huge game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he does perform. But I think after last week, we could see him still. And the key is Dylan Brown. You know, what I've said is this is – this is money-making time. I mean, you know, Dylan has done all of these amazing things, um, you know, coming through the system. Again, a, a talented young player in his own right. But this little period without Mitchell Moses, this could get this guy seriously paid. I mean, you know, there's a contract that's uh, that's headed his way, but how big is that going to be? What is the amount on that check? Well, that's in the hands of Dylan Brown. If he can really step up and show that he is – out and out one of the best players in the game. Um, you know, I, I think this is a really critical moment. But, you know, what, what, what um, you know, when you think about a young half like Jake Arthur, you know, how can a young half be successful in these big games? Well, you've just got to have everything in and around him. Um, and I think that's where Paramount put themselves in a really good position. Yes, they are missing Mitchell Moses. That's an incredible blow. But, you know, Clint Gutho, his leadership at the back, he is abs- uh, he's, he's so silky. He's playing outstanding at the moment. I feel like the outside backs are slowly building their performance. Parramatta are a team where you have to monitor very, very closely when it comes to their outside backs because they, they're definitely patchy when it comes to their form. They can have really good fortnights and then they can sort of you know throw throw in a few errors. But players like Wonga Blake, uh, Penasini, Sivo, um, uh, you know, these types of players when they're in the mood, um, it, it's, it's pretty formidable. So again, if Parramatta can maintain that form in that back line, I think that puts them in a really good position. And the other thing is we keep talking about each, each and every week for Parramatta, hey, it's pretty not easy to be a halfback in the NRL, but... What makes your job a little bit easier is when you're going forward. RCG, Junior Bolo, um, and that forward pack there, it's uh, it's pretty formidable. Um, in my opinion, one of the best in the game. So there we go, Parramatta Reels, um, really good position. Cos, I just do want to give a little bit more love to Lockie Ilias on the other side for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. That kid got caught, copped so much heat, probably not as much as Jacob Arthur, but you know everyone was ready to write him off. But here we are, you know, it's round 22, you know, he hasn't exactly set the world on fire, but, you know, he's done his job. He's looking pretty good. And what do you reckon if South found a, found a player they can build a club around for, you know, five, ten years? Oh, that's a big call there. I think, I don't know, he's doing his job, and I think that's the main thing. And I think if he's taking pressure off Cody Walker, who is who is the star, who is the one who will help win the games for the Rabbitohs, I think that's all he needs to do at this early stage. I think, yeah, a lot of pressure early for a young player coming in with no experience. So, I don't know, fans are very, very demanding when it comes to Harb. So um, I think good on him for, you know, coming back from, you know, a few dicey performances, but it's good that they have had faith in him and they've kept him in there. But I think his combination, what he what he can do with Walker, because that's in how Walker ties in with the rest of the spine, That that's the secret to success for the Rabbitohs. So, um, and yeah, again, just having Latrell there just helps them all. A fit Latrell helps the whole team, I think. So, yeah, he, he, yeah. good on Lachlan for you know 
keeping his head up and, and he's he's in there and he's a key part of this one. Yeah, and, and it's great for Lachlan. Like, yes, you know, Adam Reynolds getting let go, you know, but he had nothing to do. This is great for his career, you know, to be put in a situation where, you know, a lot of these young halves, they get put in teams that are struggling. Trust me, I know. I've seen quite a few. But when you get put into a good football team, and South Sydney, they are a good football team, it just helps their development. So, you know, it's going to look a little bit rough, um, you know, occasionally. But, yeah, I don't know. Keep a close eye on Lockie Elias because I'm liking what I'm seeing. You know, stable, doing his job. That's a pretty good sign from a young half. So, um, yeah, it'd be really interesting to see as this season starts to heat up what that kind of looks like. Um, yes, Latrell Mitchell, he's in a very special vein of form. That's why I am p- picking the Rabbitohs, even though on paper I feel like Parramatta look a little bit stronger. Latrell's X factor at the moment, he is uh, he's come back as a man on the mission. But to help him with that, I think a player that really needs to have another big game is Damian Cook. Um, you know, we'll obviously have plenty of time to talk all things World Cup, representative football, what do those jerseys mean? But Damian Cook will know that the heat is on. He really needs to have a strong end to the season with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. And, um, yeah, I, I, I think he can do it as well. And, uh, hey, a little bit of love for Cam Murray as well. He goes out there each and every week and does his thing. All right, team. Um, so how do we go with our predictions there? So I'm going to go Rabbitohs. Cos, you Rabbitohs. Rabbitohs. Mickey? I'm going to go Parramatta. All right, there we go. So there's our tips. Gamble responsibly. But again, going to be some uh, couple of cracking matches there. All right, team, let's dive into our final segment for tonight, Rapid Fire. And we're going to talk all about that and a whole bunch of other things. What you need to know tonight. Sincere apologies to Matt Damon. We ran out of time for him tonight. We'll get him on the air again soon. So okay. Oh, my boss is saying closing time. Maybe that's what you're doing. All right, guys, it's getting pretty dramatic now. Um, there's not too many more weeks left of this competition. Let's quickly run through the ladder. Um, we've got Penrith first, Cowboys second, Sharks third, uh, Storm in fourth position, um, Eels fifth, Rabbitohs sixth, Broncos seventh, Roosters in eighth position. You know, it, it's it's going to be really interesting to see how these teams kind of finish up. But, uh, yeah, there we go. There's the top eight. Uh, the bottom half, you've got Raiders in nine, Manly tenth, Dragons 11th, Bulldogs 12th, Newcastle Knights 13th. Don't want to talk about that one too much. Warriors 14th, West Tigers in 15th, and Gold Coast Titans in 16th position. So there we go. There's the ladder. Um, plenty on the line for a lot of clubs. Um, and even if the, there are teams that are out of contention, we're starting to look towards next year and what that looks like for players, contracts, coaches, futures. Plenty on the line. Kyle's going to move you through now to the Friday game, 6 o'clock. New Zealand Warriors 14th position coming up against Canterbury Bulldogs in 12th. Uh, what's your thoughts on this one? This one's over at Mount Smart Stadium in Auckland. So two of the lower-ranked teams, but I think there's still entertainment to be found here, especially the Doggies have found a little bit of – obviously they lost last week, but they've found a bit of form and they, they do like to score some entertaining tries. But I am a Warriors apologist and I do – I feel sorry for them and they've had a really tough season. And I think they've had some really key injuries as well, like just looking through like, you know, some of their – the hard work is like Jazz Tavunga is out for the season. So even though it's at home and they'll be wanting to put in a really good performance for their home fans, they haven't been able to see them for like two years. I think the doggies will the doggies will do the job. How good are the doggies playing at the moment? They're just yeah. playing such an exciting style. I mean, look, it doesn't look like Mick Potter is going to get this Bulldogs job. I don't, I don't understand why. Like, other clubs should be looking at him. Uh, you know, you know, obviously came in, had that situation with the Tigers, but who hasn't, uh, to be honest? And uh, look, he's doing an incredible job there at the Dogs, and this is this is why we tune in. Um, so if you haven't watched the Bulldogs recently, you know, turn on the tape. They are playing some great footy. New Zealand Warriors. I don't get their selections. Stacey Jones, legend of the sport, but 
you know, you've really got to be honest with yourself and say, hey, listen, we weren't really in contention. Let's build towards next year. The selections are totally confusing. I do not get it. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll stay tuned for that one. Because uh, the next one, arguably one of the games of the season, uh, the Sydney Roosters in eighth position coming up against the Cowboys in second position. Usually when you see that sort of discrepancy on the ladder, um, you know, it, it's, it's nothing to write home about. But the Roosters, they're coming home with a bit of a wet sail. What, what's your thoughts on this game? Because this will be at the SCG, a bit of a tricky ground for away teams to play on. What's your, what's your thoughts on this one? And, uh, yeah, Mickey, Mickey's tuning in closely on this. I think, you know, it's a Saturday day game. It should be more like a Friday night blockbuster with the where the teams are and how they're playing at the moment. I think, you know, coming off two good wins, the only thing is I think the Cowboys, they will be ready to go from the start. Obviously, the Doggies surprised them a bit last week. I think um, as much as, you know, coaches try and still, like, you know, no complacency when you're coming up against teams that are lower ranked, I think this won't. Um, Toddy will have them ready and firing for the very start of the game. And the Roosters were just so strong against the Broncos last week. They're just unrelenting. So um, I don't know. It will be a very good matchup. Sirens are going in the background. Yeah, They're excited, excited, for, <laughs> excited for this game. But I don't know. I, I, it's really hard to pick because that, I would say Cowboys, however, the SCG factor um, – you know, away game, but I'm still going to tip the Cowboys. They're in form, and I think if they start well, they'll be hard to hard to match. Yeah, I love that your local community, all the sirens in the background, everyone's getting excited. I mean, this is the game to get excited about. Look, you know, I make no secrets. I'm a you know, little, little bit of a mate with uh, Chatty Townsend. Love what he's been doing, but there is a little bit of a funk that the, t- the Cowboys are in. It's not a dramatic drop in form, but it's clearly there. They're, they're not quite at their absolute peak. They've had a little bit of a dip, so you know, they'll be looking to kind of re- recapture that. And, uh, you know, the Sydney Roosters, the, the season's not going the way that I – Kind of wanted it to. Remember, I wanted all this drama. Sydney Roosters, you know, maybe releasing a playmaker, Luke Keary heading to the Newcastle Knights or something like that. But it looks like they've figured it out. Mickey, um, we will give you a quick little say on this. You, you think the Chooks can get it done? Yeah, I'd like, I think, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think, of course. No, it's, it's going to be a cracker, uh, guys. Make sure you're tuning into that one. That's the 3 o'clock game um, on Saturday. All right, team, let's move through now to the West Tigers sitting in 15th position coming up against the Cronulla Sharks. Wow, the West, the West Tigers. Um, it's really interesting because, you know, when I look at that West Tigers performance, Newcastle did absolutely everything they could last week to lose that game in that second half, and the, the Tigers just couldn't take that. And I think, you know, one of the things that was pretty evident was how much they missed Jackson Hastings. Like, I know there's a little bit of this and that happening in and around his contract, but look, you know, you've just got to bolt him to a, to a desk, to a table, and get him to sign a contract because he is a very important player on the field, but I just feel like he's having a little bit of an effect in and around the club as well in a positive manner. So the loss of Jackson Hastings, it's a little bit bigger than what I initially anticipated. You know, some positive things for the Tigers too. Dewey, you know, Dewey does have his moments. Definitely a player that I feel like if he was in a better system would be one of the better players in the competition. So, you know, I think, uh, I think you know, the Tigers are going to have their moments, but yeah, you give. No way around it. It has been a disappointing season. And, um, yeah, Kamali, um, yeah, it's it's a challenging situation. The Cronulla Sharks, on the other hand, they're playing some really good football, led by uh, Nico Hines uh, doing his damn thing. Um, Cronulla, you know, I, I just love the way in which they're playing at the moment. They're playing such an attractive 
uh, brand of football. And, you know, they're starting to bring a little bit of grit back into their football at the right time. So we spoke about at the start of the season that the Cronulla Sharks have kind of transformed. You know, they were that gritty defensive team. Uh, They've added a little bit more flair this year, but um, in recent times, they're starting to find that defensive backbone as well. So Sharks will be too... Uh, too strong there. And this game here, it's a little bit of a country game as well. Scully Park at Tamworth. So, uh, yeah, we hope our, our country listeners enjoy that one. Sharks get the job done there. All right, team. Suncorp Stadium, 7.35 on Saturday night. There's absolutely nothing happening. hope everyone's out there having a great Saturday night, enjoying their times. But uh, there is a bit of a football game getting played. The Brisbane Broncos sitting in seventh position coming up against the Newcastle Knights. Awful Awful time to get the Brisbane Broncos for the Newcastle Knights because the Broncos would be absolutely fuming with what's happened to them over the last couple of weeks. They are definitely in a little bit of a dip when it comes to form, and I feel like they're inching towards wasting what has been an unbelievable season. I just don't think they're going to let it happen, certainly not against uh, a Newcastle Knights side that is struggling. So terrible time to get the Brisbane Broncos. I think they would have been read the riot act this week, um, and it wouldn't even have to come from the coaches. I think some of the leaders within that group would have um, come together and had a really strong word about you know correcting things um, yeah, this, this is trouble for the Newcastle Knights. I, I think Brisbane are going to be in a mood. Uh, when it comes to the Newcastle Knights, not a lot of things going right for us at the at the moment. Um, look, trying to be fair and just sort of analysing the uh, analyzing their performances week to week, it is their inability to play 80-minute performances. So um, And so much so that it's 40-minute performances that are now becoming problematic. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very difficult. They got the job done against the West Tigers last week, but... Um, Anyway, they're going to have to have their big boy pants on. They're going to be. They're going to need to really uh, try and win this one defensively. Uh, but I think this one might be a little bit uh, too much for the Brisbane Broncos. All right, Mickey. Before I get too sad and depressed, it's uh, the season that has been for the Newcastle Knights. Let's talk about some uh, other games. Really interesting ones. Um, you know, we have got a little bit of drama happening around Ricky Stewart. The time of this recording, we don't know exactly what's going to happen there. But anyway, Mickey, you're the local. Back to the scene of the crime. Canberra Raiders back in Canberra at home against Coz's beloved St. George Illawarra Dragons. I don't know. These these two teams are all over the place, my friend. Good luck pick predicting this one. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say this one's going to be a hard one because I feel like they're both – you just never know, like, how they're going to perform. Like, I'm – I was at the game on the weekend against Panthers, like Raiders versus Panthers. I didn't think Raiders looked terrible – I just think that there was a few unfortunate little incidents through the game that, you know, some calls that maybe didn't go their way um, that sort of, I don't know, I feel like they got refed out of the game. Maybe that's just me because I was going for Raiders on the weekend. Um, but I think, yeah, against, yeah, I don't know. It is going to be hard. I I think Raiders, oh, depending on what happens with Ricky Stewart tonight, they might, not be in like a headspace to play as well as they have sort of been playing. Um, but then again, they might also surprise us and play like an absolute blinder and 
I just like without picture, Ricky Stewart there, so I just picture you on the hill, you know, just you know abusing the referee, you know, to get him on side, Mickey. I know you've got that in you, so all right. So, so you're saying, you know, Raiders might may possibly get to get a little bit of a sneaky win. That doesn't keep yeah. Colin Cos happy. I mean, look, you know, for me, I think there's going to be a bounce back here. The Raiders that was so disappointing for fans, and that's what this game at the end of the day, that's what it all comes back to. You go out there, you represent your people, your town, your fans. That was disappointing, you know, with the season on the line, they're at home, coming up against a great side without their six and seven, they needed to be better, they really let themselves down. And there are some really good players in that lime green jersey, so Jack Whiten's of the world and a few other um, special players, I think they're going to come out and uh, yeah, they're going to they're gonna mean business. Um, Cos, just quickly, give you a little bit of a chat on your Dragons, it's uh, oh, consistently inconsistent. It, this yes. is it's, it's never easy to go to Canberra and get a job done, but, uh, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? Yeah, these two have a bit of a history as well, the Raiders and the Dragons. I don't know. I, I will always back my team and, and tip them, but it's going to be tough, I think, and especially it. whatever happens with Ricky, it could be a, um, like I said, could be not the right headspace or conversely they could be rallying for their coach. So, it's a tough one. And then Dragons will be missing a few players because they're suspended as well. So I don't know. I, I It's a not very committed tipping of the Dragons for me. <laughs> yeah, and also with the Raiders, I think it would be interesting to see who isn't playing because I think there was a few little injuries there over the weekend. Like I know they ended up having a player. That, I think their 18th man ended up debuting because of, or the head injury. So whether or not those players come back this week or not could also mean, you know, maybe Raiders go down. <laughs> yeah, drama in the nation's capital, people. But hey, that's why we love rugby league. Tune in; it'll be it'll be a great game. Um, Dragons, yeah, they, they need to make make a few changes to rosters. So there's a few players there that are playing for their future, uh, and that means something. So um, yeah, tune in for that one. All right, Mickey, uh, finish us off Sunday, the four o'clock game. The Gold Coast Titans in sixteenth position, certainly not where they wanted to be. Coming up against the Manly Ringer Seagulls, sitting in tenth. Um, yeah, what's your thoughts on this one? This one's getting played up at the Gold Coast. Yes, um, I think I think Manly will win, but again, like it wouldn't surprise me if they lose. I feel like they're one of those sort of kind of inconsistent teams, but with the form that poor Titans have been in, I I do think Manly will beat them. Um, they have had a very unfortunate run, the poor Titans, but they have a few of their like key players like Tino up there who are just doing try still trying their best like they it's good like they don't give up that sort of attitude that going to be there playing for their fans still so it'll be a good game what a player tino is but yeah there we go the titans are not where they want to be mainly to get the job done we'll uh yeah we'll be monitoring that one very very closely all right, team. Well, that's all the time we have tonight. Just want to thank my amazing panel, always bringing the heat as we talk all things rugby league. And to our listeners, we really do appreciate your support. We're watching the stats. We're seeing them going up and up and up each and every week, and that's thanks to you. Continue to download continue to download the podcast. Share with family and friends. Thank you for choosing Mojo Sports, and until next week, we'll catch you then. You have been listening to Mojo Sports. Thank you for your support. It is very much appreciated. The team and I are trying to build something a little different here, so everyone's support is very much appreciated. 
Continue to support the podcast, download, subscribe, check out our social media channels, give us a follow, and be sure to tell your friends about Australia's best-kept secret. This is Mojo Sports.